Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of two pros and a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Did you guys happen to watch the Home Run Derby at all? It's an exhibition event, so I don't know how you feel about these exhibition events. Just curious. Uh, I watched a little bit, um, and honestly, I was exhausted, so uh, (laughs) it it didn't. It was almost like a normal regular season baseball game. I, I fell asleep. <laughs> good, good, uh, good nap uh, viewing for you. Good, uh, yeah. good, get a nice little snooze in. Yeah. All right. Let me because I just want to throw this out because I, I found myself thinking about this while oh, I was I'm glad watching. you said throw it out. Okay. Uh, go ahead. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean Would you're you, going to throw something out yes, there. Not, like, like, like not the just, topic. You're going to throw just, something out there about the topic. Okay. Do you enjoy the home run derby or the slam dunk contest more? Neither. No, but you got to pick one. No. It's, hyper, I don't it's July. Slam dunk. I don't really? Slam dunk. Okay. Cause I, these days? Yeah. I don't know. Come yeah. on. I mean, I, honestly, it's tough these days, but I, I still think I have like memories of – Vince Carter and and those dunk contests. I was there. Were, I was at that one. Were you really? That's, yeah. Yeah. So so I'm saying like that's still to me like when I watch the dunk contest, I'm like maybe I'm gonna see something I've never seen before. And in the home run derby, it's like all right, I get it. You know. And, and by the way, uh, Pete Alonso doing deadlifts in full uniform in between rounds was well, awesome. Else, okay, come on, man. That's, oh well, no, it was uh, what was it? JJ Watt esque? Uh, it's, 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 it's a bit over the top. Did what you just doing, compare dude? him to JJ Watt? No, listen, because yes, it, at least he, he had did. no. Oh, listen, yes, no, because at least he had <laughs> sleeves on. All right, Uh-oh. he did. There, there was there were sleeves on his shirt. Oh my god! But for Christ's wow. sakes, dude, it's a home run derby. Relax a little bit. You've already won a couple of times. Every Everybody else is having a good time. They're hanging out, and he's in the clubhouse doing deadlifts. Yeah, come on, man. That's yeah, that, rock, that's man. Are we going to go over the over and unders of, of the the contest? Since I mean, we're talking about. I, it. Oh, did you do well? I, I don't know. I don't. Know. I, I would have no idea. Okay. That's why I was curious as to. <laughs> 
who would have won? I mean, does it even did, did Lee even catch the results of it? Yeah, I think uh, Lee. Do we have, what are we? What are the updates on uh, the over unders? Well, Lavar was right that there would be a ball hit out of Dodger Stadium. Acuna hit that. Hit that. Bam. Uh, boom. Lavar, uh, did I have that too? I you did. Jonas had that. Yeah. You did? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You both had that. Right. Jonas, well, okay. you're the only one that had uh, a lefty winning. That's Juan right. Soto. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Always to the left. Ooh. Uh, no, nobody hit a home run over uh, over 491. Actually, Alonzo and Soto both hit one over four 480, but nobody hit one over 491. So, so who got that? Nobody, nobody got, nobody got no that. Okay. So let's yeah. so Lee's projection on Friday of longest home run at 521 <laughs> Literally didn't come within 40 feet of the actual number that was hit last so night. So Berto let me down is what you guys are saying. Go ahead. Yeah. Any more that Berto let me down? Come he, on. Uh, we, uh, what, let's see. What else did Berto do for you? I don't know. Just keep it, it, going. It was, it was odd that LeVar wanted to go into this because it was, it was all Berto's picks. Yeah, right. I wanted to see if Berto won <laughs> for us. You want to see if you won, but yes. it was really Berto. Yeah. So well, if I lose, it's his fault. If I win, then we work together. You know, well, you, you did tie with Brady for uh, for last place. For last oh. place. Yes. Oh. yes. One each. Yes. Jonas actually won with three. Hey, that's how yeah. it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look how, hey, look how happy Lee is about that. Yeah. Look oh, how happy I mean, he's back there with a big grin on his face. Like, yeah, my, my Jonads hey. won. Yay. <laughs> Yay, my Jonads. <laughs> Why can't he stand up, Brady? What do you mean by that? He's too excited. Uh, they, it was like he pulled a back muscle or something. Ew. Oh, is that why? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know what you were getting at the there. The table got in the way. Uh, it is, uh, <laughs> so we do have a uh, the home run derbies in the books. We got the all-star game coming up later on. And uh, who awesome. knows? Yeah, I know Great. everybody's uh, fired up about that as well too uh now uh let's uh, let's get to the uh the matter at hand here deshaun watson oh again oh come on dude uh, again <laughs> what do you want for i don't know right. i don't know what to tell you what, what do you want th- nothing's happened okay he's he hasn't been suspended yet all man. right all right do you want to talk about the texans angle or the deshaun watson uh potentially suing the nfl if he's suspended for a full year oh, angle geez. which which one do you want to go with all right what, Just, what? You got to pick one. No, you pick one. Okay. You, you pick one. Yeah. All right. LeVar, Come on, Jonas. split the difference. You got it. <laughs> LeVar, split the difference. What do you want to do? Texans angle? Or yes. Deshaun? Texans okay. angle. All right. So the Houston Texans, there is some discussion now that they've settled the 30 lawsuits. Are the Texans going to be punished by the NFL? Or is there going to be an investigation done into the Houston Texans? Which is fair, but I just, I get the feeling that it's not going to happen. And I don't know. I just feel like the Texan smoke, that there's not as big of a fire there as maybe some people think. Because it feels like to me, and this is just my opinion, that I don't think this was an organizational situation where they were trying to help him as much as maybe it was one guy who went rogue, who was the head of security. Ooh, went rogue. Yeah, and, and yeah. I, giving them uh-huh. blank non-disclosure agreements, uh, you know, setting up Did and facilitating this. Did he do it on behalf of the Houston te- Texans? So, so here's the, no, no, here, here's the case. Okay. This is how this works. If this guy did the exact same thing for every other player, your defense is going to be – how is it any different? It's not on this individual or the organization. This is how we set it up for all our players, and we just had one bad apple who wanted to take advantage of that, right? 
And then they might come back and say, well, I mean, 60 different massage therapists over a year and a half. And he might say, well, I didn't know who these people were. I was just setting it up for him like we do every other player. And that's where it becomes kind of, okay, like at some point, I mean, and especially in a court of law, there's got to be a sense of accountability. Like, yeah, there's there's liability as well. But I think that's where the Houston Texans are probably going to be able to to make a case for themselves that they weren't involved. It just comes down to if they settled 30 different cases and they're trying to position themselves by saying we had no involved, we didn't do anything wrong, why'd you settle? I mean, why'd you settle? Because you were worried about the PR backlash? If you then had these lawsuits out against you, were you worried about what became public in discovery? Or what would come to, to the to the light of day? Yes. Otherwise, like, what was the point of settling if you're trying to say you did nothing wrong? So that's where there there you know would be potentially an opportunity. I, I think for something to, something to look a little deeper in the Houston Texans to really figure out what went wrong or what didn't. I wonder how much of this had already been discussed and disclosed between the Texans and the NFL before we got to this point. Again, I don't. This was not an overnight situation. So well, whatever, whatever it was, it was taking place over a, a period of time. For, I mean, there was multiple overnight Here situations. We go. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> by the way, yeah. by the way. With, with NDAs that were involved. Yes. By the way, yes. 60 different. <laughs> I just can't get over it. Guys, well, it's been guys. there longer than 18 months. That was just over an 18-month period. Oh. It, this probably isn't a habit that just started. So let's just assume there's a lot more than 60. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm surprised that this hasn't been that there hasn't been any, any sort of tracking back to hey, was some of this going on at Clemson? Oh, geez. No, I'm oh, serious. Wow. Like, like what was was what was when, happening back when he was a tiger? Rawr. Yeah, like I just like rar rar Lavar. Um, I, I I don't know, man. I just feel like this whole situation. Yeah, but and it sounded the, like uh, there was a lot of money exchanged, and so now you got to assume that maybe an I don't know. Representation recruiters would have been involved in feeding oh, wow. his 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 habit, oh. his his addiction. Because I mean, there's money exchanging in these things. There's NDAs that are exchanging. Maybe he waited until he became a professional. Maybe this developed once he became a professional. It's like how it's like how do you develop that as your fetish? Like how did that happen? Well, I, I, all I know is this: is it, it's a it's a new definition for a five hundred dollar handshake, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that really does change the way you think about that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's usually not just one that, shake. That handshake is yeah. It's just the money's being donated somewhere else. Yeah. The shaking's still going on. It, uh, I, I mean, how many NDAs did you hand out? And if you handed, here, see, here's where I'm trying to understand the whole Texans a- aspect, the angle of it. You could say that you you provide the same service for everyone else. That's fine. <laughs> But at what point do you say, hey, hey, Deshaun, man, um, why, why are you getting so many NDAs, bro? Like, and if I'm Deshaun Watson, why would you get? Did, didn't they say that he handed them out like a handful of them or something? Is that what I read somewhere? He, 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 could, he could have said though they're for general business matters, right? Maybe hey, it's for my cleaning lady. Maybe it's for my um, pool guy. And that's fair. Know? And that is yeah. fair. That is like, fair. Maybe, maybe he asked for a stack. And he's yeah. like, look, give me a bunch, or I can copy this now. And so maybe and you he know asked what? for some, maybe didn't. And that's fair. So then now the question goes to, was there anything else? Hold on. You, that's normal? 
No, that, it's that not have... normal. That's not normal, but it's fair oh. because if somebody comes into your home, you know, you don't want people to violate your home. Like, so it is a possibility. It's yes. not outlandish. No, no, yeah, no. I'm not being smart. Right. I'm not being a smart okay. ass. Yeah. I'm being dead yeah. serious. No, because like I, I was too. I wondered if, if that's yeah. if that's not at, outside of the realm of possibility. Well, he's a for celebrity. A celebrity. So people okay. yeah, that, walking around your home, enough. you know, different things like that. Well, yeah, you don't want them to, to be, you know be privy to something or yeah i mean there's all sorts of different scenarios you'd like for people not to be able to talk about you uh, if something happened right you want to protect yourself in that way yeah that that and that makes that i now that there's that's feasible that's feasible so then now the question becomes if if there was more and and that would be the question as to would there be an investigation by the nfl did they know more and if they knew more then what was that more? What was the extent of that more? Or who within the organization knew the extent of that more and didn't say anything? Because to me, you can't get uh, 30 settlements off of saying, yep, I was one of the ones that got an NDA, pay me. Doesn't work that way. I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. Yep, yep, yeah, I got an NDA. I signed, here is my NDA from the Houston Texans that I signed for Deshaun Watson, pay me. Like, no, that's, there's more to it. Like, just know there's more to it than that. Yeah. That's, and I wonder what that is. And then now that would say for me, is that is that worth the investigation from the NFL? And what would that, you know, what would that discipline look like? Who gets disciplined there? Do they lose a draft pick? Do they get fined? Like, what does that discipline look like? At some point, you got to ask yourself, is there is there ever a discipline to the NFL? You know what I mean? Like, is there a discipline to the NFL? No. Like they can't be disciplined. It's a private. Like they are the discipline. So it's just kind of like to me, it's like, are right, you doing an investigation? But what is that going to lead to? Like, how are you going to punish them over what happened with Deshaun? Yeah, you know, like what's the what's the what's the investigation about? Well, I mean, you know, but now you could change it to Deshaun. Now, if you want to go over to Deshaun, or or we could go to a break. Well, no, I mean that's. But again, this is the radio formatics that I've learned from uh, Brady Quinn. We'll just reset the topic later on with oh, a different angle because this is Deshaun trade. Watson uh, radio. Yeah. So right. Uh, Welcome you know. into Deshaun Watson radio, everyone. <laughs> just, uh, I'm Joan Ads Knots. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we are going to uh, <laughs> not in my pants. Uh, now who knows? Maybe not we'll, in my pants. Uh, not in my pants. Maybe we'll preview. The SPs. By the way, so are we doing this? uh, (laughs) You want to do this? Start doing the division previews now. How do we want to do this later on in the show? Uh, Because Brady, you were talking uh, maybe bang out a couple of divisions each day leading up to training camp. You don't think that you don't think that was the most inappropriate uh, saying for this segment? Bang out, bang it out, uh, bang out a few things. I didn't tell you to yank or grab anything. I just said bang it out. Well, baby. (laughs) I mean, oh, Birdo. What I love about Birdo is he has those like so like quick. Yeah. Oh, those you are know, the he, ones he, he loves. Yeah, but he's got them like right there in front of him. <laughs> like, if you can see his face, Bray, it, it's, it's the hell. I love it. He, he makes the funniest faces when he's hitting them sound effects. Yeah, here's what I want to know is can, can he give me the uh oh? Of course. And the rock! <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh oh! <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern.
3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom slash sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom slash sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be so uh, it is media days around the world of college football. The SEC had their media days. I did like how when these coaches came up, they had this big 
screen background behind them. The SEC does it right, man. They really they do, present man. these guys yeah. as if they're the stars of the conference. Yeah. Like all of them with these big, it looks like a WrestleMania entrance. Yeah. yeah. Big yeah. time. Nice. Uh, but it was uh, SEC media days there. Uh, the commissioner, Greg Sankey, uh, pointed out that they're not looking to expand anymore. I think this is something, Brady, you talked about. <laughs> why, why split the pie anymore if you're the place to be after Texas and Oklahoma arrive? So seems to I make mean, some sense. So, so just so people at home like understand this, like more is all, it's not always better. Yeah, I mean, quality is what matters the most. And, and more so than that. It's all in the if, vessel. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> if you look at the trends, I mean, of consumption of football, for college football, it's still a, a growing landscape in regards to the TV rights. It's very healthy. It hasn't been impacted by the, the fracturing of broadcast versus cable and then cord cutting that goes along with that. That hasn't been as big, big of an issue for, for college football. So it's still been a growing landscape. And I think a lot of the conferences are starting to realize the power that they have. Hence the reason why the SEC and the Big Ten have distanced themselves from everyone else as far as what their TV you know, media rights deal is going to look like. And, and if you're the SEC, it's not just about splitting up the pie. It's also about allowing that to continue to grow. And in order to do that, you, you can't get bigger unless you find someone who comes in and brings greater value. And right now, there's just there's no real other brands outside of Notre Dame. And I don't know that it, it makes as much geographical sense or any sense, given the schedule they typically play, to have them join a conference that – you know, they, they're sitting in Big Ten country, so that probably makes more sense. But, um, you know, there's headlines involving Notre Dame that are out there now, obviously going around SEC media right now. Yeah, what do you mean? Uh, like, what headlines are you talking about? Uh, Dennis Dodd of uh, CBS was pointing out, uh, was it $75 million? Um, well, well, first off, if the Big Ten is, I mean, and again, you have to you have to kick everything with a grain of salt because the, the numbers that are projected also by Dennis Dodd are that the Big Ten is going to get 80 to $100 million a year. Um, those are, I don't know who he talks to. I know, I know he burned a lot of bridges at Notre Dame this past summer after misquoting Marcus Freeman. So I can assure you no one at Notre Dame's telling Dennis Dodd anything. But of course, any school could, would have remained independent if they could make $75 million a year. But I, I don't know that that's very feasible. And, and here's why. If you're looking at what's going to happen between the, the Big Ten and Fox and any other media partner, there might be a couple of other media partners, but are those media partners going to want to spend that amount of money per home game? That's over $10 million per home game, right? Or really, $12 million if you, if you end up doing the math on it. They only get six a year. And so $12 million per home game, is that going to net the type of return that they're looking for from a TV network? I, I don't know. You know, so if they were – like, sure, any, any school would look for something like that. The problem is – is if it's like Fox and ESPN who get the Big Ten media rights and it's NBC and CBS Sports left, are they willing to pay that? If not, you're looking at Fox who might say, hey, just join the Big Ten because we're not going to pay you to be independent when we know your, your alternative is joining the Big Ten where we get all your games, right? As opposed to maybe a couple non-conference not getting, but hopefully you follow what I'm saying. Like, There's just not going to be as big of a market, I think, for them to remain independent to make that sort of money unless I'm you know, drastically underestimating what NBC Sports and CBS Sports is willing to pay for six home games. I'm, I'm just hoping for the sake of the fans that the product 
on the field is worth all of the business that's being discussed. Because if it's one thing that can can get kind of, I guess, kind of sketchy or, or could get kind of weird is if the product suffers with all of this realignment and just all of the the conferences and the discussions of what what makes the most sense for money and different things like that, I think it's just going to be I, – I hope it's going to be a good year. I hope it's going to be one of those type of years where you see some of the matchups and what the potential of the future looks like in terms of the development. Because, you know, one thing that I've just continued to think about from just a personal standpoint – is how I felt about college sports, you know, and, and, you know, football and basketball more specifically in particular for me and how it felt going into Saturdays and, and hearing the the Saturday music come on and, and, and knowing that it was a Big East rivalry, you know, it was the backyard, you know, the backyard brawl or, you know, you, you watch the, the, the games that took place between the Florida teams or you – you watch the Florida teams play Notre Dame or, you know, and, and, and listen, back then, Penn State was independent. You know, the Big East was was a very, a very big, prominent uh, conference back then. The ACC was super, super prominent um, back then and boasted a lot of success from from their teams. Um, I just I just hope that. It's competitive enough with, with when these realignments start to take place that the product is what it's supposed to be because it's like I just think back. I'm thinking to this generation of kids and how will they be, be influenced by, you know, the landscape of, of what sports are right now because it just seems like the business of it is discussed way more now than the actual than, sport, that, yeah. and that's I. I hope that it doesn't take away from the influence that it has on the the next generations. Because to me, that's how you continue to get a Brady Quinn or you know a, a you know a C.J. Spiller or a Joe Hamilton or you know Peter Warwick or you know it's like you know not name older names, but you know it's it's kind of like for me. I enjoy watching those guys develop, and they develop because, well, you guys watched college football. We watched college football and wanted to be those guys that we watched. I hope that remains the same with everything that's going on. I think the traditions are still going to be there. We talked about that last week, that people look at this and go, well, with the expansion, you're going to lose these traditions. Mike Gundy was talking about Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Is that is that gone in a couple of years because they're leaving the conference? I, I think that's still there. But I think there's there's more eyeballs on the sport in general. So I don't, I don't think you're still going to have blowouts because there are teams that are just better than other teams. And that's going to happen no matter what. But man, I just go back to last year, like some of the, the presentation of college football, not even just on Fox, but in general, like some of those big games that were put together, like some of those moments, I still think those are there. Like then Iowa, I just watched it on TV, Iowa, Penn state, was fantastic and it wasn't even yeah, like we were there man q were yeah together like watching it, just game. watching it on tv the presentation of it i think with networks are realizing the value of this players are starting to realize their own value coaches are trying to catch up to speed on all that i i think that i still think the sport is in a but good business spot. can be a turnoff to fans it can't and and i don't i don't know how that's going to be handled then grow up or yeah but i mean it's easy to say that but you're that's your your clientele that that is your market you know, and, and 
it's it's just you it's amateurism it's amateur sports and and so it'll be interesting to see as the nil continues to take shape these different super conferences are starting to take shape it's just going to be interesting to see how the product and the branding what it's going to be like for me that's that's intriguing to me to see how this this kind of unfolds and and how it develops because the business is what's being discussed quite a bit you know the tv deals the the you know who's who's getting you know look at what we're talking about as it applies to usc and getting players like it's it's just you know the landscape is changing and i just i'm curious as to how you know how the fans how the fans will react to it no it's it's a very valid point it feels like the discussion is that of a professional sports league. I mean, that's that's what's tough about it is I think for a lot of old school people and traditionalists, we talk about college sports as an amateur sport. But you've seen basically college football in particular, because it's led the way, has ventured into a realm where it's, it's not an amateur sport. Yep. Yep. At least we're not treating it that way. You know, when we put in mechanisms like a transfer portal that can be utilized like free agency, and now we have NIL, which allows, you know, players, or I really should say allows people to abuse, um, you know, the rules as it currently stands because there is no oversight. <clears throat> There's no one checking for tampering. The NCAA is not doing anything. So um, that's the problem is we're, I think we're having so many conversations about it as a business now because we're looking at it and operating as more of a professional sport we're just not putting that label on it mm-hmm. and that's the tough part is is yeah it's hard not to you know mention the business of it because of how many things are changing right now and how these players are being viewed anymore um, as professionals and no longer amateur athletes who are just playing for the education that they're receiving uh, because the money's gotten so big. So I, I understand why it's gotten this way. Um, and, and I think, you know, I think the, the players, the kids just adjust. But that's just the reality of where we're at. Yeah. Uh, Joey Freshwater, a.k.a. Lane Kiffin, the Ole Miss head coach, talked about this situation yesterday at SEC Media Days. Say what other people don't say, as you know. So it's like a payroll, you know, in baseball. What teams win over a long period of time? teams that have high payrolls and can pay players a lot. So um, we're in a situation not any different than that. I'm sure other people said it. I said it day one, you legalize cheating, and so get ready for the people that have the most money to get the best players. And now you have it. So it is what it is. And as far as a general manager to manage that, we aren't allowed in the current system to manage what they make. So um, so there isn't well, – we're not there yet. And. I don't know that we ever will be. That's just what I said it should be because that's what any other, you know, professional sports, which is what we are now, does. When Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban complain about this stuff publicly and, and you get people to say, well, it's just sour grapes, uh, deal with it, you got to open, you know, this is now everything's becoming a little bit more even. Are they wrong in what they're saying? That certain- well, that's, that's not what Lane Kiffin said, though. Like Lane Kiffin pointed out, I think, the opposite of that is it's not leveling the playing field. I think there was a common thought that over time this would level the playing field, but in fact what it does is it distances the bigger programs from others because they're the ones that have always had more resources or always had the greater ability to, whether it's recruit or build facilities or support their team, 
and that's just going to come out and flex its muscles even more. Now it's legalized. So, yeah. uh, but like don't they don't have to hide anymore. Don't certain states have have more ability to do this and and, and govern this and handle this I mean, than think other about, states do? Think about like, aren't, this. Aren't certain places it, limited it, in this in that it, regard? I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't define it in that way. What what differentiates is the ability of the university to take an active approach to it. So again, you know or how USC. Well, that, that's a separate conversation, but how USC has you know, looked at the NIL laws in the state of California, their interpretation is we can help facilitate these deals. That's why they have their Boulevard Inc., whatever it's called there, that, that does that. Whereas other states don't, you know, they don't have an NIL law, and the NCAA uh, governance is against that. Uh, or at least what they've stated out there is they don't believe schools should be able to facilitate deals. So because of that, you get that you get this discrepancy between how some schools can act in other states and others, but as Lavar just said, then you have collectives, yep. and collectives kind of fill that gap for those that you know aren't able to facilitate deals to be able to help out their players in doing so. Because that's what these these families are looking for, are right. the the connecting deal the deals, and that's why if you're in a market where where NIL exists at at all levels and it's legalized like a California. It becomes a different like USC is in prime pole position to to become recruiting juggernauts because of what Lane Kiffin was talking about is the the legalize well I I don't want to be the one that says it is his words but it's the the legalizing of cheating <laughs> <laughs> like and what Q just said the 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 amount of resources that you can offer uh, yeah. to a here's head coach, what's surprising right? to me here's what's surprising to me. Say what you just said about USC again. What, the amount of money that they can fork out, they can dish out to, to get what they want. They can become a recruiting juggernaut. They right. basically okay, became okay, one okay. overnight. Just stop right there. Okay, stop right ahead. there. Go ahead. Where do you think they're ranked right now for the 2023 class, this next class? I mean, I don't know. Top three? No, no, no. I wouldn't say top three. I, I would probably say not even, maybe in the top 20, top 10. Top, they're, they're 13th. Yeah, yeah, that that would sound about right. But I think that's going to take time, though, because we're just we're just in the beginning stages of of those. Yeah, but they but you have to understand they've had NIL laws for the longest period of time as anyone. California was the most aggressive about implementing NIL laws. So in actuality, not only has a school which released a video and the whole Boulevard Inc. promotion, all that way before premature, way before they should have. They've actually had a first mover advantage of it, and they still can't drum up enough support amongst their alumni base or even through their school, at least at this point, outside of what Lincoln Riley single-handedly did, right? Bringing players with them from Oklahoma, whether it's Caleb Williams or anyone else. But outside of that, it still hasn't helped them come back over the top yet because I think there's, there's a lot of people out there who are skeptical about it. They don't know if this if this is going to last forever. They're not sure, you know, what it's going to look like two, three years from now. I mean, you heard Lane Kiffin talk about it. Like, well, why would I have someone who can manage a cap? Because you know we're not there yet, and, and we're not. Like, there, there's a lot of things that are going on in the world of college sports where there's a gray area, and we just don't know who's going to come in and be an actual decision maker when it's all. But said recruiting about. classes in itself becomes more of a gray area as well because you're recruiting. 
differently now. You're recruiting other schools. You're recruiting your own school. You're recruiting the transfer portal. Well, I mean, again, technically that – Junior colleges. That, that's not supposed to exist, right? right. Like NIL wasn't created for inducement, which is what you're talking about. Yeah. It, can, it can exist once they get there, but that's the problem is if that's going on, that's where you, you sit there and say, well, that, that shouldn't happen. It doesn't even happen at a pro level. Why would we let it happen at a college level? Yeah, well, that's that's what's going on. And and it's going on to the point of where it's actually impacting the way high school kids are getting recruited. There are high school kids that would have gone D1 before that are not going D1 now. They're not even getting looks anymore because recruiting has gone towards the transfer portal. It's going toward the attention to getting players is not focused on high school like it once was. Now it's focused in on the transfer portal. And that's, well, they, that they, creates a gray well, area for recruiting. I think what's happened is in recruiting, you can have a four-star, five-star, whatever-star rated kid. The problem is it's still a projection. They want to have a known commodity where they see you play at the college level and see you on film. Yeah. If, you can, if you can grab a kid who's already played you, and you know what you're dealing with, he's going to be a quicker fix than some five-star yeah. freshman that's, or a four-star freshman that's coming in, and you have no idea whether or not he'll be able to do some of the things you're going to ask and him to do. And the players understand that. So the loophole in all of this is, you happy? What, what's up, bro? You happy? What, what, what you talking about? Come, come here. And then these kids, these kids are getting an idea of if if hitting the transfer portal is like like they're doing. They're now if you're paying attention, they're now starting to do announcements in the transfer portal. Like I'm I'm leaving, and I'll be making my announcement on Monday. Like they're doing it the same exact way that they do it when they're coming out of out of high school. They're making announcements as to what school they're going to, the next school they're going to transfer to. So these guys are getting an idea because the transfer portal can be a dangerous place. If you leave your school, you can't go back. And if another school doesn't take you, you're in limbo. You're sitting at home or you got to go to a JUCO. So these guys are actually figuring out they're getting they're getting to a point of where they can say, OK, I'm narrowing it down to like three or four schools that I may want to go to. How, how do you narrow it down? You know what I mean? Like you have an idea what you're thinking before you even go into the transfer portal, and then that it's a huge point. Now you got to figure out, and you got to try to understand. Well, how is that? How do they have that knowledge going into the transfer portal as to what schools that they want to decide they, that they've narrowed it down to where they want to go? Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestein tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and Installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tirerack.com/sports to see their Redestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com/sports. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. We were talking about big uh, uh, SEC media days and Lane Kiffin obviously talking, Greg Sankey talking. You know, I don't know if you saw this, Brady, but uh, Brian Kelly was also talking. Um, he was uh, he was making the rounds at uh, SEC media days. Uh, and in fact, he joked about uh, not only his his new accent, but also talked about the state of Notre Dame. Let's take a listen to the LSU head coach. Understand now, I have a Boston, Midwestern, Louisiana accent now. So, you know, you're, you're, it's three dialects into one. So it's no longer family. I got like all kinds of stuff to throw at you. So just be ready. Certainly Notre Dame still is a coveted, you know, uh, university in terms of, you know, what conference would want them. You know, Jack Swarbrick knows what he's doing. He's got his, his ear to the ground. They're going to land into a good position no matter what they do, whether they stay independent or whether they go into the, 
you know, one of the other conferences, you know, Notre Dame can can carry itself pretty good. He almost said Big Ten. Yeah. Well, he's a you know ninety million dollars. Well, I, I think I, I think if you asked him, he probably would have said like that's the conference that makes the most sense. I mean, most people have said that for a long time. Um, what got cut out was at one point he did talk about not being focused on that at all, and instead being more focused on his his, his golf game. So yeah. or or his new accent. Because he's got um, some new words to throw out at everybody, you know. Yeah. Is he uh, – how disliked is he in South Bend now? I mean, or uh, do people I, understand I, I, the I, 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 Well, I think people understood the move. They just didn't like how he went about doing it. But here's the problem is when you are – well, let's just call it a celebrity. I, I think you throw head coaches into that, right? You become mm-hmm, a celebrity, sure. especially in college towns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's always that uh, – how do I put this? There's always that thing that people are kind of looking to not like you for, right? Because like human nature is to be jealous. I mean, we, we honestly can't help it. And I feel like there's always that little something where there's, everyone's looking for a reason to not like you, right? Even if you treat them great, even if, if you've, you've never harmed them before, you've always provided them opportunities, you've done great things, they're always looking for that reason not to like you or to be jealous, and that the way he left, I think, just it gave you that one thing that if, if you liked him before or you weren't sure before, it gives you that excuse. It gives you that reason to not like him. And, and that's where I feel like that's where I feel like the Notre Dame fan base is, because, look, he, he did a lot of good things. He's, he's won more games as a Notre Dame head coach than anyone in the history of Notre Dame football. Um, but, you know, in, in saying in, in, in the way he left now, it, it tarnishes some of that because it's the people who you know, one day we would want him to come back. They're going to remember how he left. Like, people don't forget that that sort of thing. So um, I, I, don't, I don't feel like there's a lot of people who are necessarily, you know, out there even focusing on caring on that. I think they've literally moved on to Marcus Freeman and, and, and the optimism of what he will bring. I, 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 I'm interested in how he's going to do at LSU because uh, like you mentioned he did do a lot of good things at, at Notre Dame he only as, lost as 40 coach. he only lost 40 games at Notre Dame in 12 years and, and that's I mean he's played some teams he's been in some battles with 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 the fighting Irish so I'm interested to see what he does I'm interested to see if he can make LSU uh, a contender again because if he can then it's it's like yeah it he did leave in 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 not such a professional manner but people always remember winning and and if he's successful then it's just one of those things like it, i don't know how much it matters like it, will people care about the way Nick Saban left you know Michigan State do we remember how he left Michigan State do do people re- recall how he left LSU do we remember how he left at LSU like it's like it doesn't matter because his success at Alabama is so pronounced and it's so undisputed that you're looking at the success of it I'm curious can he continue because he has had a history of of success can he continue that at LSU because that's a that's a school that when they're better, when they're good, when they're competitive, college football is is better. Like that's one of those teams you like to see LSU be good. So 
It'll be interesting. And and his accent, of course. That'll be interesting to hear as well. I, I When they threw out, and I think was it Brian Kelly who made the comment, something along the lines of, you know, I wanted to go somewhere and be able to compete for national championships. There, were, there was something like that that was thrown out there, which is, you know, a little bit of a dig on Notre Dame. I actually think he would have had a better chance at winning a national championship had he stayed at Notre Dame than going to LSU. Just because I feel like in the SEC, who the hell knows? Like if you if you just looked at whatever the odds are, I mean Arkansas is picked ahead of LSU, to, uh, more more likely to win the SEC championship. Like the, you know Florida, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Bama, Georgia, A and M. Like all those schools are projected to finish better than LSU when it comes to to winning the SEC, according to odds makers. I just the idea that. He's been to the college football playoff at Notre Dame, what, two or three times? At least twice. There was the Manti didn't he make it? Year. Didn't he make it to the, they, the they, championship? They went to the national championship at the BCS yeah, in 2012. With, with Towns in that linebacker, right? It wasn't Towns Manti Teow. That was the Manti Teow year um, where they got beat yeah. by Alabama. Um, but I just – so the idea that it's just going to be – he's more competitive, more likely to win a national championship going to LSU, I just – I don't buy it. I mean, I would, bet, I would bet right now he's not winning a national championship at LSU. Hmm. I just – I don't think it's happening i think nick saban you know being there at alabama hurts you know that opportunity and i think the other interesting thing is like how much harder it will be that oklahoma and texas are going to be joining at some point you know i think that does you know they may not be you know a dominant team in that conference at least not while nick saban and alabama and what kirby smarts built at georgia and what they're doing but i think it adds more parity you know it adds more opportunities to stumble uh, I think Oklahoma's, you know, built right now to win. And and Texas is trying to get there, right? I mean, they think they're back or they keep talking about being back. I'm not sure until we see them have success and, and maybe they'll win the Big 12 this year. But um, the, the truth is there's a lot of parity. There's a lot of competition in the SEC. So uh, we'll, we'll see how things work out for him. I mean, you have to look at it this way. I think he's been a more successful coach than Les Miles was before he went to LSU and Ed Orgeron before he was um, when he went to LSU. So if, if history was to repeat itself, I think he's a better head coach in that regard. So you'd expect him to win one if those two were both able to win one. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see because if he gets to to that point, then you're certain to hear him say his family yeah. again and <laughs> again true. and again. And yeah. he ain't. I ain't done winning. That's true. You know? yeah, they, uh, <laughs> he said he's got a lot more to throw out at people. So, I, I mean, I'm, I mean, he's expecting to win. It's like that dude's got an ego and a half, man. Like, he ain't just, done winning. It's just so I funny, ain't man. done winning. It's just so funny. Right. Like, it, it, it's almost like just not a care in the world. Like, this is who I am. Yeah, you're right. This, the, I, I am everything that you thought I was. What everybody said about me leaving Cincinnati to go to Notre Dame, all of that was true. Like, Well, yes. let, let, let me throw out one stat at you because i mean there's always this idea that um you know you can't recruit at notre dame and there was just i mean there was a general thought that he felt like he wasn't going to be able to recruit a notre dame or win a notre dame because of you know certain things um the recruiting class currently for the 2023 class at notre dame is the highest ranked and higher than any ranked class that brian kelly ever had over his 12 year span there so it, it, it apparently, and, and, the, and the knock was always Brian Kelly wasn't really 
the guy that was going to go out and, and be recruiting hard and be on the recruiting trail, he's more focused on his golf game. So it's <laughs> is that, is, that's a real thing. Oh, that's a real thing. I mean, and, and it's I mean, you, you just look at that. You know, Marcus Freeman in his first year as head coach has already surpassed any recruiting ranking that Brian Kelly did over his entire career. There. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you become a good head coach. It's just one piece He's active, of it. Though he brings an element He's, that's needed. Yes, yeah. like well, I think I think like, like Urban recruiting. Meyer. <laughs> Urban Meyer constantly talked about when he worked with us on our show on Big Noon Kickoff that recruiting is the lifeblood of college football, and it's true. And if you're not working at it, like you're going to get beat. So that's what I'm curious to see. It's not so much. If he's a good coach, he can coach football, he can manage a staff. To me, it's about if he's willing to put in the time and effort in order to, to recruit the way he needs to against the Alabamas, against the Georgia, against you know, eventually Oklahoma and Texas and everyone else within the SEC, because that's where it's different. You don't have the unique pitch of saying, like, hey, we're Notre Dame. No, no, no. Now your pitch is like, well, yeah, you're, you're just one amongst many in the SEC, and you've got you to figure out that landscape. Uh, so what are the uh, better golf courses in Louisiana or in Indiana? I mean, uh, like, like what are the, what's the, the big-time golf course in Indiana out there next, next to South Bend that would be uh, – like where's, where was he a member to, this Brian Kelly? I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, we've got, we got to get to the bottom of that. That's, this is important stuff here. I want to know everything about his golf. How much game. do you golf, Q? Like, with your schedule, um, is your schedule too hectic for you to golf? Yeah, I, I, trust me. I, I'm not in a good – good place right now I'm, I'm not i'm not at liberty to talk about how bad my golf game's gotten um so i i'm embarrassed can you shoot under 100 yes but like i just my 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 handicap index went up significantly and i'm, I'm quite embarrassed about it so it's just golf yeah. who cares i care i mean it's competitive i care about it like I, it's just you know you don't like not being as good as you feel like you could be and i don't get to play that much so I'm uh, embarrassed. I don't really want to talk. Need, about uh, it. You want some tips? You want me to help you out with that? I mean, I want nothing from you. Oh, I, mean, you I, I would about? love. To, I would love to have a drink with Lavar and talk yeah, about it because I, I mean, feel like he provides some some good wisdom. No. Hey, listen. No. I'll, 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 like, let me just say this. All right, and I'll, just hear me out on this. Uh oh, hear him out. So you want to make sure you're locking your fingers on the club. All right, I I would recommend going with one glove, but if but if you don't want to go with any gloves, if you feel like you've got a strong enough grip, that's fine. Uh, and also, the goal is to make it into the hole on as few a shots as possible. Oh, wow, that's that's so profound. If you can do that, I, I I feel I'm optimistic that we could turn this whole thing around. Just I just I want I want to, I want to be clear on that. Mm. So again, uh, if you need anything else, just uh, just hit me up. You know, it's you know, the least I can do. What about discovering? Yeah. I mean, well, listen. You got to discover yourself. Uh, of too, course, you, you do. Yeah, everybody has to discover themselves. Mm. Brady's going to discover that his golf game is, in fact, intact. Well, oh, okay. before you transition to your discovery, huh? which what? I know you're about to do. What are you uh, talking about? Yeah, sniff, sniff. <laughs> um, I, I do have something for the BQ news that I just, I just, I want to throw out there. I'm going to need each of your zodiac signs. All right. I'm a Cancer. Okay. Okay. Gemini. That sounds negative, but yeah, yeah you 100 percent are a Gemini. Yeah. 100 you know about that stuff no not really i'm just saying i I know gemini is double right isn't that multiple isn't that like a 
Don't ask me. I don't it's know. It's like uh, Two Face, isn't it? Two Face, something like that. Uh, I believe Gemini is Two Face. Yeah, I don't know. Because I, I I focus on like at the bottom when it says for entertainment purposes only. That's why I don't plan my schedule around my horoscope sign. You know, like like a lot of these losers do. Uh, that you know. Oh, well, what's my sign say today? Yeah, Why'd your you? symbol is yeah. a twin. I got yeah. an idea. You got multiple personalities. Yeah. How, how, about, how about you get up off your fat ass and go work out and forget about what your sign says? Why, Focus so why are you and. Fat and because that's what I do. I'm two-faced. See, that's your twin symbol yeah. coming out. That's your main symbol. Yeah. Can we come back to your nice symbol? Okay. All right. Come on. I'll discover at some point. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.